Have you ever flown up the pointy end of a plane? You know, where they serve the fancy champagne and give you PJs to change into when the sun goes down? If you haven't, don't worry, because today's guest has a business that optimises your frequent flyer points so you can fly flat. Welcome to the Small Business Big Marketing Show, where successful small business owners share their secrets to take your marketing to the next level. Now, here's your host, Tim Reid. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Australia's number one marketing show. I am your host, Timbo Reid, but you, so much more importantly, are a motivated small business owner ready to crank out some great marketing. And that is what we do around here. That is how we roll. Big show today. Listen a question about a particular steakhouse that lacks a little bit of respect for vegetarians. No surprises there. Great guest, Steve Huey. Steve's a cubicle escapee turned successful small business owner with a very, very cool service offering that plays directly into what he loves to do. Hey, who wouldn't love a bit of that? Uh, And I guess you got from my uh, intro at the very top of the show exactly what he does. More on that in a minute. And of course, I have got the inspirational, motivational marketing quote of the week. Let's get stuck into Small Business Big Marketing with Tim Reid. Smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Now, as you know, this show is brought to you by the very good folk at Net Registry and 99 Designs. More on them and how they can help grow your business in a minute. But I have got a listener question, and I like this one. It'll put a smile on your dial. It's from Pete. Pete doesn't have a surname. He's got an email address, but I won't give that out. And he hasn't even given me a business name that I can promote. That's okay. He says, hey, Timbo, love your show, by the way. I follow you on Facebook. Big fan. Hey, by the way, if you want to follow me on Facebook, or the show at least, head over to facebook.com forward slash small business big marketing. Funny that. And um, join us there. I post funny stuff there, you know, like funny business cards or packaging or business names, stuff that I see along the way, plus um, various other bits and bobs that enter my marketing mind. Back to Pete's letter. He says, I was curious to know your thoughts on this social media comment from a well-known burger joint in Melbourne called Huxter Burger. You can find the link here. Well, he's given us their Facebook. I've also copied their post below. Here's what it says. Yo, vegetarians, we respect your whole no meat get up. But please don't write into our page complaining that we only have One option. Our catchphrase is hot beef, cold beer, after all. You don't see us ringing veggie bar to whinge about the lack of steaks that are on offer. (laughs) I love it. Pete asks, comments received, well, he says, comments received on the Facebook post have been 50-50 in the way of positive versus negative. What are your thoughts, Timbo? Is this smart marketing or the wrong approach? interested. Cheers, Pete. Thanks for sharing, Pete. I love it, mate. Smart marketing all the way. Why? Because I think smart marketing 
stands for something. Businesses that embark on smart marketing say, you know what, we are going to put a stake in the ground. (laughs) Excuse the pun. Didn't mean it. Quite funny, though. We're going to put a stake in the ground and stand for something, you know? We're not going to try and please everyone because you know what happens when you try to please everyone. You become nothing to no one. You become vanilla. You become wallpaper. So I love their courage. I think it's got personality. It screams personality. You know, it's memorable. I remember interviewing um, Andre from Vino Mofo mm, a couple of years ago now. Again, you know, that's a wine online wine retailer called Vino Mofo. That's got personality. I love reading copy. I love seeing marketing that does that. So it screams of that. It's also really shareable, Pete. You know, word of mouse, mate. Word of mouse. We live in a world of word of mouse, not word of mouth. When you do stuff that's interesting and shareable, people put it on their Facebook. They put it on their Twitter, LinkedIn, all that type of stuff. So, look, yeah, it's going to piss a few people off. It's going to piss the vegetarians off, but that's okay. Hey, they've got their places they can go to. You know, I love vegetables. I think they go really well with steak. (laughs) Now, I'm pissing the vegetarians off. No, look, I love it, mate. Thank you for sharing it, Pete. Um, Feel free, listeners, to leave a comment in the show notes about what you thought of that little rant from the steakhouse. And if you've got a question, send it to me. Send it to Tim at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Don't make it long. I can't read long emails. I lose concentration. Just a short question, comment, opinion. Then I can share it on the show. We're going to have a laugh. Hey, as you know, this show is made absolutely possible by the very good folk at Net Registry and 99designs, two sponsors whom I love because they are also in the business of making the life of the small business owner easy. Let me tell you about 99designs. It is a place where you can get anything designed. Get logos from 299 bucks, social media page from 149 bucks. Clothing and merch, a bit of merchandise from $189. And here's the thing. It's a seven-day design contest. You post your brief, dozens of designers from all over the world compete by submitting their finished design in low res. You see them coming in within hours, and then you award the prize money to the winning designer who releases you the high-res files. I've got a forum member of the Small Business Big Marketing Forum who launched a contest today, and he says, his name's Luke. G'day, Luke, by the way. Welcome to the forum, mate. He says, I'm enjoying watching the designs come in, and so far it is a much more pleasant experience than anything I have had with Elance. And I haven't even been on for 14 hours. So already you're starting to see designs come in. It is pretty amazing, and you're likely to get tens and tens, if not hundreds, hundreds of designs. You get 100% money back guarantee as well. So there's nothing to lose. Head over to 99designs.com forward slash SBBM and you'll get a free $99 power pack upgrade, which will lead to 185% more designs being submitted. Got to love that. 99designs.com forward slash SBBM. Hey, speaking of businesses that help other small businesses grow, head over to netregistry.com.au. If you need any part of 
of marketing your business online sorted, right? You need a domain name, you need good website hosting, you need a bit of pay-per-click advertising loving, like Google AdWords, that type of stuff. You might need a website designed or developed. They do it all, right? They are good at it. It's just what they do. They're, they're specialists. We love a specialist because then they're really good at their speciality. <laughs> so netregistry.com.au is where it's at. And tell them Timbo sent you. Okay. It's the part of the show which you love, right? It's the guest. I think you love. Do you love it? Or do you like the listener questions? Or do you like hearing feedback from other motivated business owners like you? I don't know. I do love the interviews. This guy's named Steve Huey, and he was recommended to me by Tara Frolic. That's a nice surname. Tara sent me a note a few months ago. She said, hey, uh, I'm a full-time marketer, Timbo, micro-food business owner, budding writer about loyalty programs as well. I'm an Aussie from the Gold Coast, now living in Cape Town, South Africa, and love listening to your podcast week in, week out. I reckon you should interview Steve Huey. He owns a business called I Fly Flat. Keep up the great show, Timbo. Hey, Tara, thank you, number one, for suggesting Steve, because it turned out to be a an excellent suggestion. Hey, listeners, if you've got someone who you want me to interview, by the way, just send me a note, tim at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Put in the subject line, interview suggestion, and introduce me maybe to the person you have in mind. Back to uh, Steve. So Steve is a cubicle escapee. For 17 years, he was working in corporate Australia, Macquarie Bank specifically, and decided to leave and start his own business, inspired by his innovative thinking, his passion for travel, and a burning desire to optimise things, right? So he gone, he's gone, what do I love? I love helping people with their frequent flyer points so that they can travel in style. So he set up uh, iflyflat.com.au in 2012, and it's a point, points optimization consultancy. The only one of its type in the world, believe it or not, and um, it's just a really interesting business and fun business. He's had a heap of media coverage. Um, young business leader by CPA Australia in 2014. Top 10 startups to watch by Startup Daily. He's been named the Points Whisperer by the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, and he's appeared on Sky Business, AF Australian Financial Review, CEO Magazine, etc., etc. He's an interesting fellow. I started off by asking Steve... What's the most luxurious flying experience he's ever had? Uh, actually, two weeks ago on Singapore Suites uh, to Singapore, Sydney. Right. Fantastic service. Choice of Krug or Dom <laughs> when you want to sleep. Uh, lobster or caviar. It's the, the hard choices on board. <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear all that. Singapore Suites. So is that their version? Is that Singapore Airlines' version of first class? It's actually their version of Beyond First Class. They Get out! First Class as well. They've got yeah. a first class as well. Yeah, on a different plane. So the suites are only on their A380s. Yep. Uh, whereas the first class are on all their other planes. Oh, okay. You need to walk us through this because I didn't know there was a Beyond First. Oh, Beyond First Class to me would have been Learjet. You know, a private jet. <laughs> so uh, it's on the A380. Yep. Uh, you turn left as you walk in. Yep, yep. yep. Tell you me turn about right, it. actually, because you, you enter the very, very front. 
Uh, so the A3A is a double deck. Yep. Uh, so the suites are on the uh, bottom deck. Yep. Uh, right at the very front, and it's got about twelve seats, twelve suites. And what's uh, a the, suite? I imagine a small room. A small room with a sliding door. Uh, and the key thing about the Singapore suites are that the, there's uh, two lots of two seats in the middle that can be converted into a double bed. That's their USP. A hello to all you mile high clubbers. <laughs> <laughs> it now just got a whole lot easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can look through though, so it's not total private. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe that's on purpose, hey? If yes, the, that's if, right. If the planes are rocking, don't bother knocking. That's, yep, that is correct. <laughs> they yes, need so a sign right. like that. Tell me, so, okay, so uh, sweet, what have you got? Have you got a, a a bed and a seat or it's all in one? What What's in the suite? Uh, all in one, so... You can convert it into a fully flat bed. So the flight attendant will come in, convert that, and put a little uh, underlay uh, for you, and mm-hmm. it will be fully flat. So you have to pop out, and normally that's the time when you, you change into your pajamas or so. Uh, and you come back, and the, the fully flat bed uh, is there and has a big TV. I'm not sure how big, maybe 20 inches. And uh, you can have a door that closes, and you have a private space. <laughs> it, it doesn't, um, I've been lucky enough to fly business class in Emirates on an A380. Uh, now, I didn't have uh, – it sounds like a, just a bigger version of something like that. I didn't have a, a suite, uh, but a flat bed, relatively big TV, had a cabinet, had had a fridge, um, had all sort, had amazing amount of storage. So it's sort of a bigger version of that, is it? Yeah, bigger version. I think just the, the door gives us a little bit of sense of privacy and then we yeah. actually sleep and things like that. But and yeah, lobster, mate. It's, yeah, and, and lobster, or you can choose from a whole. Uh, they've got this thing called Book to Cook. So you can pick from the menu and, and they'll have it ready for you. Uh, prior to boarding the plane. Yeah. And I imagine there is a, dry, a pick up from home and pick up from airport on the other end and all that type of stuff included. Yeah, no, Singapore don't do that. I had a, a, a points ticket, so I'm not, I don't think it includes it. Right. Uh, Emirates does a, have a pick up. Yeah, all, they do. Even for business, they do. Yeah, even for business, there yeah, that's included in even a points ticket. So Emirates is very generous, uh, but Singapore does have their own first class checking in Singapore. Yeah, so, right. And yeah. so they should. I mean, yeah, do they know who you are? <laughs> they don't know who I am, but <laughs> it's their home port, and that's where uh, they have uh, great lounges and service. So, Steve, you, you flew Singapore Suites. Uh, so, t- tell us how many points did that cost you? Yeah, so one way I went uh, Sydney, Singapore, Hong Kong for sixty-seven thousand two hundred fifty thousand points. Right. Uh, taxes, what would it have cost? Three hundred dollars. Taxes three hundred, and what would it have cost you uh, if uh, you're paying for it? Four thousand dollars one way. It would have cost. Uh, uh, this sounds. Uh, that sounds cheap. Um, I know it's like four thousand bucks one way to Singapore, but that sounds, given that it's above first class. Yeah, yeah, not not actually a pretty good price uh, mm. for one one way. So, but I guess comparatively, if you flew economy, that ticket would probably cost only about eight hundred dollars. Yeah, right. Hey, what's your? Well, before we get stuck into how you came to start iFly Flat, um, what, what's your favourite airline? My favourite airline is actually A and A, which is a Japanese airline. Never heard of them. Uh, so, uh, home base is Japan. Uh, it's called All Nippon Airlines, and I flew them from Tokyo to New York one year. Uh, only two years ago, on their first class, uh, and it was amazing. The food was absolutely stunning. Right, just like if you're on the ground. 
and like just everything, like food, the 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 seats, the interiors, the service, the the lot. That's right. The the cabin was well thought out. So normally on a on a plane, you got a bottle of water, you got your mobile phone, you got your glasses. With with that suite, they call it a suite as well. You didn't have a door, but you had a place for everything. So you could put everything and go to sleep knowing that uh, it will be there when you wake up. Uh, so it nice. was really well thought out. Yeah, nice, nice. A&A, okay, not heard of that. Hey, now let's get stuck into um, how all this came about because actually, like literally, I'm guessing it looks like 2012 was when you started launched iFly Flat. So up until recently, you were stuck in a cubicle in corporate Australia working, Correct, yes. working in finance divisions. I'm guessing you were a, a CFO or... You know, accountants within an account within large corporations. So you escaped the cubicle and launched iFly Flat in 2012. Tell us about the aha moment you had for the idea. Oh, well, actually, the aha moment came about six and a half years ago when, huh. in that corporate job, I flew business class for the first time uh, to do an outsourcing gig to, in New Delhi, uh-huh. and that that actually was the first A380 that ever flew. And I was lucky enough to fly business class on company account. Ooh. And I thought, well, this is the way. This is the way you're supposed to travel. And that <laughs> seeded the idea. Uh, and after a couple of trips, my points added up. And I thought, well, how am I going to keep this up? And actually quickly discovered that points was the best way to keep flying out the front. So, well, quickly discovered for yourself, and did you? There must have been a point where you've gone. I'm gathering you're quite an analytical kind of guy. You love the numbers and the, the spreadsheets. Is it? Would that be fair? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes, so, it's all so, about numbers. Okay, so you were. I want. I want you to reveal your secret sauce later. By the way, so hold tight. But yep. you know, like you, you were stuck. Were you stuck in the cubicle six and a half years ago and going and looking for an opportunity to start your own business? No, at that time I wasn't had this business wasn't didn't exist in my mind. It was literally I thought about points pretty cool. How to maximize my own points? I thought everyone else maximized their own. Their own point, so I didn't think there was a business idea. Yeah, right. Still quite happy in corporate at, at that point in time, um, and then slowly, maybe about sort of two and a half years ago, when I, I quit my role, started realizing many people were not optimizing their points, and actually had a much, much bigger chance of earning points than I did. Uh, so did you say when you quit your role? Yeah, I, I quit my. Uh, Roll about two and a half years ago. Okay, and what uh, you had enough cash flow to kind of allow this business idea to simmer and then launch? Yeah, I actually sort of uh, engineered a redundancy. Ah, so yes, the best of both worlds. Nice work, nice work. So okay, so at point you've gone. Ah, okay, people aren't ex- maximising points. People aren't as analytical and love numbers. My bookkeeper showed me a spreadsheet yesterday. I just looked at him and said, "Bernie, you're kidding, really." I'm going cross-eyed, mate. Not everyone's like you, Steve. So you you saw that opportunity and started to realise that because what we all do with our points is go, huh, I've got some points, I'll go and use them and that airline says it requires that many points so I'll give them that many points. Whereas what you're saying is there is a way of um, actually making much better use of them. Yeah, that's right. So there's different ways of earning them. So different credit cards offer different points earning ratios also different transfer ratios to airlines and then on a earning on a spending side different airlines charge different prices to fly to a to b so it's about coming up with a plan to say if you want to go to europe then potentially this airline works best for you and then how best to earn those points in a very targeted way 
Um, what I did find was people were earning points, but then they were tempted by redeeming them from an iPad or a Dyson vacuum cleaner or <laughs> yeah. something fancy, yeah. which which is pretty cool, right? So you may not have wanted to pay um, that much money for it, but you could probably have redeemed a bit for a business class flight too mm-hmm. for the same number of points. Yeah, right. So, so were you? There was must have been a transition where you've gone. You're doing it for yourself. You're optimizing the points for yourself. Your friends and friends and family are starting to see, huh? Steve, this Steve fellow is starting to uh, fly up the pointy, and more often than not, what's he doing? So then they've started asking for help, and you've been then, offering that for free. Yes, that's right. You, they're asking for help. You offer them fee, but the funny thing is, they do nothing about them. Interesting. So you start getting frustrated by. You tell your friends, "This is what you do." And they say, yep, yep, and nothing happens. That's, um, isn't that just like that? I find that, you know, um, I, in fact, I coined a phrase a few months ago. I think I shared it on Facebook, on the Small Business Big Marketing Facebook. It was called an ask hole, A-S-K, <laughs> hole. And it was someone who asks for advice but never acts on it. <laughs> yep, yep. It actually got a bit of traction. Some people thought I was referring specifically to them. I might have been. But, but you know, you had a lot of assholes um, in your life, did you, who were interested but just not actioning. And you, just not actioning. And it, 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 you sort of put much more effort trying to drag them and they were not paying you one cent. Then that's where the idea came, well, if I charge people, they'll listen to me. And Isn't actually, action will, will prevail, yeah. They put skin in the game, and all of a sudden, what you're offering for free, you're now getting paid to do. Yep, yep. Because I think free advice is worth, is worth zero, unfortunately. Yes, yeah, yeah. But, you've got to val- you've got to put a value on it because then people value it. And and um, you, what was that point then? When you, because you'd you'd got a redundancy, so you had some cash flow. You had to do you had to choose to do something at some point. Yep. You might have gone back into corporate. What was the kind of decider that made you start this business yeah i i I launched it so i was still looking for a role and i launched a business and i went to uh sort of a function and i started telling people about it and they said this is what we've been looking for like we've we've got all these points and we don't know what to do with them and they all believed that they could never find um a flight to book or Mm -hmm. and they started believing that the points were worthless and really just hearing all these comments gave me the, the the real sort of switch to stop looking for a corporate role. And actually, I was in the middle of uh, considering a role to take huh. as either business, this business or that role. And very lucky, I decided to go with the business. Right. Um, so in launching the business, what did you do? Did you whack up a website or did you just start charging people for the advice? How did it happen? Yeah, the first, first, first step was the website. So uh, very much all hands on deck. I This is my version Current version is probably version four of the website, which mm-hmm. I've all built myself every time. So website, uh, you know, you knock up with membership pages, and then you start just going out there and networking and talking to people. And um, if you speak to someone that knew me three years ago, it's a very much different Steve today than three years ago. In what way? I think much much more outgoing and much more comfortable in my own skin. Uh, happy to go anywhere in the world alone, meet people. Uh, there's customers everywhere. I've got customers everywhere in the world. So were you? What you were introverted and kind of, kind of happy to hide behind some spreadsheets in a cubicle, and because maybe you weren't in love with what you were doing, and now you're kind of putting words into your own mouth here. But yeah. like, now, now you fully believe what it is that you do, and have embraced it. I, I think a, a bit of both. Like the 
private role accounting finance you know that's that is very introverted and you're just meeting the same people every day mm. obviously company hires similar people in those roles uh so you won't front facing they're a bit but wacky in, 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 the, in the business means that if you're not selling and you're not promoting then no one else is doing that so to make sure it survives and gets to the vision the grows to the vision that i wanted it to be mm. you have to tell people um, and then you find out actually everyone is actually really nice. Most business people are great, normal people. They just That's want to interesting. Get so because this is like he, he, you're a guy who never had a reason to market anything. Yeah, I mean I've worked in corporate and I've gone down to the bean counters and you know they're there and they're looking at the screen or you know heads down. They've got no reason to promote. In fact, as a marketer, they'd kind of I knew they'd talk behind my back, Steve. You, did, you guys did, didn't you? <laughs> Marketers, wankers. Like, these marketers are just selling thin air. <laughs> these are the details back here. Uh, these are terms and conditions. So now, okay, so now, and that's completely flipped. And now yes. you get that buzz. And I get two, you know, when it's your own business, there's a, it's exciting when you speak to someone and they love to hear what it is you do and how it can affect their personal or business life. Yeah, so the, one of the key things I do is really helping people to fly in a way it's a bit cliche that that to fly their dreams i think everyone mm-hmm. have always wants to go somewhere either with their parents or with their partners or with their kids and and the thought of flying in economy is such a long way in you know the holiday only starts when you get to your destination mm-hmm. what i'm trying to help people do is to realize well they've got all these points which are earning for free and you can actually have your dream holiday with your family uh whatever you want flying and your holiday starts in the moment you shut your front door because you fly business class or first. That itself is a, a exciting journey. Well, well, I would I, I would even argue for your business that it starts when someone uh, engages you to find them a, a really exciting deal because you know, for example, I use myself as an example. I'm, I'm looking to go take the family overseas next year, and right now, before meeting you. Uh, I'm, I was going to get out there and look for the best uh, economy seats to get five of us across to Europe somewhere. Uh, and that's exciting. It, well, no, that no, it's not. The idea of going is exciting. The idea of finding the, the best deal, kind of like, what a pain. Because yep, you're going to yep. be, quite, personally, I'm going to be constantly questioning, oh, is that the best deal? Is that the best airline? You know, are they going to stuff us around? Is that airline better than, you know, it's like having all these kind of, conversations whereas if i if i was using someone like you um then i'd be excited to call you and hey say steve we're off mate we're off to europe uh, over to you can't wait for you to tell us what you've got us it's like you're delivering a present to us yeah yeah we, we do find a lot of happy customers where they've they've decided that they want to go uh, they've got the points or they're saving for the points and like we, we start looking for them so every day we give them an update on what we That's found. That's exciting. Uh, and the holidays getting, getting closer. Um, but we find that when they really get excited is when we actually book them a ticket and they know they are going to fly business first, yeah. confirm ticket. And and that's it. Like really from that point onwards, every time you speak to them, they like, Happy chaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just, I mean, uh, I, I can't help but give it marketing advice. You could be an asshole and ignore it, but, you know, um, <laughs> I, I would argue that the holiday starts when they first call you because, um, and not when they shut their door to head to the airport. I just think it's such an exciting thing that you offer. And you've really touched a nerve with the business. And um, in the sense that, 
You know, I've been, you know, I know when I hop on a plane and I walk through business, there's an envy. Oh, geez, I'd love to be up there. Or when I'm in, lucky enough to be in business and people walk past, you see the odd side glance and they're thinking what I've thought as I've headed down into cattle class. And, and you solve that problem. Yeah, I make it sort of achievable for <laughs> yeah. everyone with a plan. And I, I think they put you, walk, they make you walk fast business class for a reason. So everyone knows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone strives for the aspirational product. Chop, chop. Come on, down, get all the cattle down the back. Yep. So yep. tell us, I, I fly, th- I'm, I'm keen to understand how you market it and some of the other things, how it's impacted uh, upon your business. Because from what I can see, um, you don't just book uh, and help people optimize their points, but you've added some additional revenue streams. I'll come to that. But the services that you offer in I fly fat, I fly, I fly. there's a good one. I fly fat. That's, <laughs> that's for large individuals who want to somehow secure two seats. Um, <laughs> yeah, a future business model. <laughs> a future business model. Tell me, um, you, you help people optimize their points to start with. Yes. You help people use their points optimal, optimally once they've got them. Yep. There's a third one where you, if you haven't got enough points, you talk about arbitrage. I didn't quite understand that service. Yep, that's right. Yeah, so if you don't have enough points, there are some services where you can buy points, uh, official channels. So it, it comes with a much more longer-term plan because you have to buy these points and then you've got to sit on them and then you've got to hope that um, when you want to fly, you, the, the seats are become available. So it's a bit of uh, risk and reward. It's mm-hmm. like an investment. So we, we help people with a longer-term uh, flying needs to buy these points from the airlines themselves mm-hmm. and um, redeem them. So I didn't know you could you could buy points. I would have thought buying points would be an expensive uh, exercise. Uh, you might no. well buy the ticket. Ch- cheaper than buying the ticket uh, because these airlines sell points for good cash flow and right. they sell them at a discount. Interesting. So you work their numbers out and it becomes uh, 30%. Fifty percent cheaper than a retail ticket. Interesting, and then okay. So, and then your fourth service is you're a travel agent. If you can't help, you can still book the ticket. So, I'm guessing is there an eighty twenty rule applying here? What's the what's the service that you do most? Yes, yeah, so our main service is the points optimization and advisory, and the flight and booking flights using their own points. That's our two biggest services. Points optimization advisory. Okay, so here's the credit cards you should get. Here's how to use them to get the most points, uh, and then and then here's how to use them. Yeah, here's how the, the point systems that will get you those points the best way. Gotcha. Now pricing, I know, does many small business owners heads in. How how have you gone about pricing this? Well, is a continuous. Uh, changing, and yeah. actually, this can be some change uh, come next year as well. Oh, more so, expensive or cheaper? Uh, more expensive because we we people are telling us that we are saving them uh, upwards of six thousand, ten thousand, twenty five thousand dollars a year, depending on how many points they can earn, mm-hmm. how many flights they take. So, and then they sort of quietly tell us, "I think you should charge them more money," but <laughs> don't charge me more money, but like charge <laughs> other guys. So the feedback I've been getting is that um, the service is too cheap. Wow. Uh, okay. So how have you gone about? What, how do? You, how have you priced it? So at the moment, it's, uh, it's priced at between $1,300 and $3,000. Uh, that has the points advisory and also a certain number of flight bookings. So we've got three different packages at the moment. Each each package has a certain number of flight bookings uh, included. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also offer separately just 
only a points advisory one or if you want to just book flights separately using your own points. Yeah, right. So we've got a couple of ways to help. Okay, so it's a membership model. I'm looking at it now. You've got four you got a you got your nice little pricing chart. Sole trader, small, medium, strategy only. And it's a membership, 12 months membership um, with some limitations around it in terms of how often you can. Uh, it's based on legs, is that right? Number of yeah, legs that's you right, fly. Number of legs book here yeah, using your own points. Great, great. Do you find most people, well, these membership models can be great because people sign up and never use them. Do you find most people sign up and do use them? Uh, everyone signs up and flies at least once because mm-hmm. uh, that's really the main driver to sign up. And, and some people, uh, we book flights monthly for some people. Uh, yeah, and some people fly like twice a year. I think on average, you know, people don't have that much leave, and even if they're running their own, own business, they, they still can't get away that often. So typically two flights a year uh, with their family, or if you're actually running a business that flies all around the world, you probably fly monthly. Mm-hmm. I noticed you kind of put a nice filter on it. I think I saw it on your home page. It's slowly loading as I say this, but you've got – here we go um, – Something around like, is this service for you? And you basically say, if your, is it your personal and or business in uh, expenses yep. total more than eighty thousand dollars a year? That's right. Yeah. So that's the minimum that we set because eighty thousand dollars spend on anything, not just travel, mm-hmm. uh, anything you can put on your credit card, suppliers, electricity, gas, fuel, whatever supermarkets. Uh, translate to, to between 80,000 points and maybe 120,000 points that you mm-hmm. could earn per year mm-hmm. on the right cards, which which means that that's a, a business class flight to Asia, probably worth right. about $4,000. So that sort of means that you engage us and we we'll, can do that for you. You'll you save yourself a couple thousand dollars uh, straight away. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, the old pricing, mate, it's a challenge, a constant challenge, isn't it? But uh, you're operating on feedback and saying people saying you're too cheap, so you're going to put them up. <laughs> Good on you. Yeah, there's always people that need. Uh, well, we 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 come across many people that spend upwards of ten thousand dollars per month to three hundred thousand dollars per month on their cards. So the ability to save a lot of money uh, can come come really fast. Mm, yeah, listeners, I'm talking to Steve Huey, who is the CEO of iFly Flat, uh, a membership based program that uh, will get you lying down at the pointy end of the plane. And if you've never done that. It's kind of a bucket list thing, really, isn't it, Steve? I think it's both a bucket list thing and in an annual thing, because <laughs> good on you. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah, absolutely, it is fun. Now, Steve, I want to talk about um, marketing. How you get something out here like this? Because you're kind of marketing something that people don't know exists. Like, yes. I don't imagine people googling. Well, maybe they are. How do I optimize my points? How do I get it? Maybe they are, but there'd be some kind of weird search terms that you'd have to chase after. I don't think people realize that an actual service exists like yours. That's right. Yeah, no one knows. So how do you go about getting the word out there? Yeah, so two channels. Uh, We do a lot of sort of media uh, sort of that I I run. So we contact magazines and say, this is what we do. Do you want an article? Uh, so I've been fairly successful in that, like in CA Magazine, we've had it in uh, BRW. Uh, we've had sort of uh, newspaper articles in the mass media a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and customer referrals is a huge area. Yeah, right, right. So word of mouth because you're offering great service. Just on the PR, so you're, off, you're out there generating interest in the, from the media. Uh, you're, you're actively knocking on the doors of magazines, TV, radio, press, 
and saying, hey, listen, we exist. Do you want to write an article? Do, do you make it easy? Do you send them an article or a Q&A? What do you actually do to get their interest? Uh, we've probably been getting better in the last three or four months by mm-hmm. giving them a, a, a PDF summary of uh, what our services are, uh, pricing and, and, and everything. So, But prior to that, we was just really just trying to explain to them what we did. And, and we were the first to market, and we still are, we're unique and globally in what we do. Really? So, yes, it's very interesting and very easy for them to put an article in their magazine to talk about us. It is, we, well, it is. It's, it's a sexy offer. It's a just. It's interesting. It's sexy, and everyone wants it. And it's the ultimate something for nothing, mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a planned way. So that's very exciting for everyone. Yep. yep. Flying for free is a really attractive. Uh, and parties are very popular to talk about. What is? Uh, flying for free. Yeah. Giving points. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. So, okay, so you actively chase PR, and I imagine you would have got tens of thousands of column centimetres uh, and maybe seconds on. You've been on TV and radio? I've been on Sky News Business roughly yeah. about two years ago. Do you, you get nervous? Uh, th- at that session, it was, yeah. uh, but getting much better these days and even getting, like, going to travel conferences, and I feel totally comfortable. This is really just. Tell my message. Well, no, this is this is interesting because again, you know, I, I see this more and more. You've got a, you've got an interesting service. It's well packaged up, um, and you're not now not just offering. You, you you're making money through the membership model. But I notice you're speaking at conferences and running workshops. So are they additional revenue streams for you? Yeah, the conferences and, and workshops are more about just uh, exposure and awareness. Uh, they may be future revenue streams, but not currently. Mm-hmm. Currently, it's just about spreading the word, helping people know that uh, you can ever do it yourself if you want to go through all the forums and read hundreds of pages. And really, I see myself no different to, I guess, maybe, maybe I don't want to compare it to a tax agent, but you can technically do your tax return yourself, but no one wants to because mm. it's uh, it's too quite technical, mm. uh, but it can be done. So we probably do something similar. We'll get you arms yeah. on seats. Don't compare um, yourself to a tax agent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, not not good marketing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So you're speaking. I mean, again, here's a guy who, you know, you were in the cubicle. You've probably never spoken from stage before. And now you're, you're telling us that you're completely comfortable getting up and speaking to 100, 200, 300 people? Yeah, yeah, completely comfortable in uh, and, and any time. So if someone tapped me on the show and said, you want to say something? Yeah, fine, just say I'll say something because... Because I, I see it, it's no different. I, I speak to hundreds of people per week, uh, just telling them about what I do on the phone, face to face. So the fact that I'm on TV or uh, on stage is just the same thing. I feel it's a great. Well, it, it's great for you that you've been able to break through that because many don't. And I'd love listeners to kind of um, embrace that. And all the business owners who are listening, uh, you know, public speaking. Some people would rather die than speak from stage, which is a kind of weird kind of fact. But, um, you know, if you can break through that fear and realise that you are sharing something that will improve people's lives in some way, which is what every business should do, then it should put you at ease. You know, I always, you know, I do a lot of speaking from stage and I just think, you know, like I'm, I'm about to share some knowledge that will improve someone's business and, um, you know, make, make their day just that little bit better. Yeah, and everyone, I feel everyone is watching you and listening to you. They, just, they want you to deliver the message. They're not uh, looking at, oh, 
What's he doing with his arms? What's he doing with his... So they're not looking at that. They just want to listen to you. So How do you handle the... Because now that people are becoming more and more aware of what you do, I imagine there's more and more people coming up after you speak or meeting you at a networking event and wanting the free advice. Oh, Steve, Steve, I've got, uh, I've got a couple hundred thousand points. Um, what, what should I do? How do you sort of divert that conversation to say... Uh, well, I've got three or four membership model, uh, three or four <laughs> membership levels, and uh, I can tell you which ones. What do you say? Uh, I guess it depends on on them. I find out a little bit of information about them because it's not as easy. Actually, yesterday I got a tweet from someone say, "What's the best credit card?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, there is no, there isn't such a thing because otherwise, the three hundred other thirty, three hundred thirty-one other credit cards can just shut up shop." Yeah. So each credit card. Uh, so depending on what your travel goals are, depending how much money you spend, and depending on how much annual fee you're prepared to pay, um, differ in options. Yeah, right. And benefits. Yeah, so yeah. There isn't one product. Um, there should yeah. be. Hopefully, there'll be an iFly flat credit card. Out hey, that'll be just a one-stop shop there. Why not? That sounds like it's on the drawing board. <laughs> Very lightly penciled in. Love a good product extension. <laughs> Tell me uh, just one other question on marketing. You mentioned Twitter. Um, I noticed you've got a, a, the high all, the high miles club on LinkedIn. Um, yes. Is that something that's active? And you know, do you find overall social media as being an effective tool? Yeah, I find LinkedIn to be very effective. Yeah. And uh, the high miles club is an easy way for me to not spend much time, but to push out deals. Mm-hmm. So I see probably hundreds of deals per day, and the idea is that uh, I'll push out all the ones which are. Uh, easy to, to use and not ones that need complication because I know everyone's busy. Uh, so I, I use that. So I've got just under 1,000 members on, on there. Mm-hmm. And every day or every week, I push something out there that's useful for everyone. Uh, Twitter, I don't use as often because uh, don't you know what, what to say in 160 characters. Uh, Facebook, I'm on a bit, so yeah, but LinkedIn's my main one and newsletters. Yeah, I imagine I imagine LinkedIn would be great. You could. I imagine there's there's another model there for you in terms of revenue. If if I didn't, if there's hundreds of deals coming out each day. I guess many of which we see. If you subscribe to an airline's e, e newsletter, are we seeing some of those deals? Are you say? Are you also saying there are deals that we, the public, don't see that you see? So the public do see, but I subscribe to all these different blogs and newsletters. So therefore. Uh, in a way, it comes to me curated already, mm-hmm. uh, and then I, I pick all the ones which are very most effectively could be utilised. So hotels, or you might get bonus points by doing this and that. So, for example, Virgin and BP just done a new deal where you can get Virgin points by BP um, petrol stations. Right. So it's about putting those news out there because I think most people just uh, don't think about points all the time. So that's what I do for them. Do, do you get? I'm leading somewhere with this. Do you get? business from the high miles club significant amount of business from the high miles club or do no, people just no, no i didn't maybe, think maybe so one or two no just that's uh just a forum now, i've got knowledge uh happy to share uh and it requires not much work on my behalf okay so, um, all right well if there's not much work i kind of where i was going was it sounded like a bit of work actually and i thought maybe you're getting a bit of business from it but at the end of the day you don't own linkedin LinkedIn could close down groups like yours. They might not. They probably won't, but you don't own that. And I'm wondering whether it would be better sitting behind a paid uh, password, paid password wall on your website where people pay 
mate, it might be you know twenty, thirty, fifty dollars a month to have access to this all these curated deals that you spend time doing. Yeah, it could be a future model. Mm. Uh, I think at the moment, if you have a paid, then that provides a higher expectation on the, the quality of mm-hmm. all the deals. Mm-hmm. So my core service at the moment is all about sort of helping people with the points of optimization and points bookings. And I feel that, like, I literally have so much advice and so much deals that come through. Sometimes they, they, they're perishable. So a deal yeah, right. that might last a week, if you don't share it with people, they, they end. So there's no point keeping it to myself. Uh, just get out there. You know, more people saving money, the better. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, Steve, fascinating, mate. Well done for starting uh, the business. Where's the next trip? Uh, next trip is uh, this week to Hong Kong and then to Shanghai. So I get to fly sweets again on the way oh. back. Uh, this time with my wife, so I'll be we'll be checking out the double bed. Oh, hello, hello! Put the sign up. The, <laughs> the planes are rocking. Uh, how many points does that cost you? Uh, from Shanghai, it was about uh, eighty or ninety thousand points. Right way, uh, and then Sydney to Hong Kong, Qantas Business was sixty thousand points. Right, each. okay. Uh, you're living the dream, mate. Steve Huey from I Fly Flat. .com.au. Thanks for sharing some insights and taking us behind the scenes of what I guess is called travel hacking. Yes, yes, in, in some respect, travel hacking, yes. <laughs> Good on you, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. What about that team? Do you enjoy that? Do you want to fly flat? Do you want to be at the pointy end of the plane? Hey, listen, I've got um, a top three learnings from that chat with Steve. Thanks to the good guys at Net Registry and 99designs. Number one, PR, actively seek editorial. Steve's sought out a lot of PA. Go to his website, iflyflat.com.au, and you'll see just how much coverage he's got. Quite, uh, quite amazing, and it's free. You know, Well, maybe you have to pay a publicist if you want to, but you can also approach journalists directly. We've talked a lot about that on previous episodes. Hey, by the way, Hit Steve up on Twitter and tell him you heard him on the show. His Twitter handle is iFlyFlat. And tell him you love the interview or that you heard him on the show, whatever. It's a nice thing to do. Number two, learning. Look for a problem that you can solve. Hey, as marketers, we're problem solvers. As business owners, we're problem solvers. Are you in business solving a problem? or you're in business just eking out a living. The businesses that do really well solve problems really well. And there's lots of problems, and maybe you're looking to start a business. Maybe you're trapped in the cubicle. There's lots of problems out there that need solving. And just because there are businesses out there solving those problems doesn't mean that you can't solve them better and create a better business. Hey, glass is half full, team. (laughs) Now, third learning. How else could your skills be used? So Steve is sitting there at Macquarie Bank going, well, I'm not really enjoying myself and I love optimising things and I have a passion for travel. How can I combine those? So what skills have you got that could be better utilised in your business or to start a business? I think it's a great question to ask. So there you go. There are my three learnings and uh, love to know what you got out of it. Would love to know. Please. I know I know it's hard to do this because you're probably out walking the dog or in the gym, but I'd love you to go to the show notes over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com 
and go to episode 219, leave a comment in the show notes. That's a good thing. Then I know what you think. And I can, I don't know, respond back and we can have a conversation. I'd like that. Okie dokie. Motivational marketing quote of the week. Yeah, I'm not sure it's that motivational this week, but it's my favorite definition of marketing. It's inspirational in that it's simple. Marketing is what you do when you can't go and see someone. Huh? Do you like that? Marketing is what you do when you can't go and see someone. In an ideal world, right, you'd get up out of your chair, walk out of your office or your shop, and go and meet with every prospect and or client that you could. Have a coffee with them, ask how they're going, at some point start a business conversation, see what problem they have that you can solve. But, you know, you only have so many hours in the day. So that's where good marketing steps in. If you create marketing that's personable, emotional, engaging, just like if you were in front of that client or prospect, then you're on a winner. Yeah? Approach your marketing like that. I like to think of marketing as writing a letter to someone. doesn't mean that you have to do a brochure or something. Like just any of your marketing that you do, personalize it. Make it engaging and have fun with it. Marketing's what you do when you can't go and see someone. Righto. Next week, I've got a fellow called Bart. You don't come across many Barts. I guess it's short for Bartholomew, but you don't come across many Bartholomews either. He's got a cool little business called Innies. Innies, eh? Things that you put in your shoes if you're young and youthful. You know how they don't do their shoes. Those young people of today, they don't do their shoes up. They tuck their laces in. Well, it causes problems, that, and Bart solves that problem. He's a cool little entrepreneur out of Melbourne and did a very good crowdfunding campaign. Now, I am also close to nailing a big guest. Yeah, big, big guest coming your way. Won't drop any names. Mick Jagger once told me not to do that. But I'm working on it. Hope to announce it in the new year and do the interview shortly thereafter. Hey, uh, join the forum. Crankmymarketing.com is where you should go and do it. A good thing to start the new year with. I'm in there every day answering your marketing questions. Just do it. Imagine if you got one marketing question answered a month that pushed your business forward. Surely that's worth a few bucks. Crankmymarketing.com. A very big thank you to netregistry.com.au and the good folk at 99designs.com forward slash SBBM for your exclusive listener offer. Thanks, guys, for supporting the show. I love yous. But I love you even more, the listener, the motivated business owner that you are. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for allowing me to push your business forward, to open up your mind a little around this wonderful thing called marketing, the lifeblood, the oxygen of a business. We're going to do lots more of it, plenty more episodes to come. But until next time, may your marketing be the best marketing. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reed. Want more marketing goodness? Then visit smallbusinessbigmarketing.com.